Made for more living. One small step for man. With Johnny Jennings. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The fastest and most exciting hour of news, events, and real estate in Northern California. And this is a fact that was proved. Powered by EXP Realty. Online at madeformoreliving.com. Does everybody know what time it is? Get ready. Here we go. Well, Happy New Year. Here we go. It's 2024. What are the experts predicting for this year? What are you expecting for this year? Most importantly, what is Johnny Jennings predicting for 2024? This is made for more living because we're all made for more. Happy New Year, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? Doing fantastic. Glad to be here. And this is a treat. You brought your wife on the show. Yes. Hello, hello. My name is Valerie Jennings. And you both are in real estate with a company mm-hmm. called Made for More. Correct. Real brokered estate. By, brokered by EXP. I'm a real estate broker and so is Valerie. And you guys are expecting a new baby. That's exciting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Baby yeah. Ben doing March. Baby Ben, you've already given him a name. Benjamin James Jennings. That's awesome. All right, so we're going to talk about what folks are predicting for 2024. But before we get there, let's reflect a little bit about 2023. All right. Obviously, we have to talk about her. She made a huge impact in our country. Whether you're a fan of her or not, you can't deny the impact that she made. Dolly Parton? No, not Dolly Parton. (laughs) But yeah, you know what? Even if you are not a fan, you can't deny the impact that Taylor Swift made on our culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, the biggest, most economically successful tour of all time time you guys went to what three or four of her concerts oh gosh no (laughs) feel like it though with all the advertising i know but i mean her marketing was just tremendous some cities even changed their name right when she came to northern california became taylor clara or something or something like that swift to clara swift to clara or something she became like an honorary mayor became a billionaire um time magazine named her person of the year so whether or not you're a fan she made an impact. Yeah, you know? no, I grew up listening to Taylor Swift. Like I remember Did when you? she was like a little thing on the country stations. And now yeah. it's like, whoa, yeah, where'd she, this come from? She's huge. She's made an impact, of course, in the movie theater. What was the big movie for 2024, 23? Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you went to the theater, you're like, what is all of this pink going on here? Exactly. I think uh, one of the times we had a, a client appreciation event and we were we were hosting, welcoming people in. Everybody's walking in in pink. And I'm like, this was just when the Barbie movie came out. And I was like, what is everybody wearing pink for? And I realized, oh, they're going to the Barbie movie. This is a cultural like phenomenon. Yeah, it was a cultural phenomenon. I haven't seen the movie yet. Have Me you? Neither. No. Okay. I have a four-year-old daughter, so if she was a teenager, I'm sure I'd be sitting in the theater with yep. her watching Barbie at least three or four times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then, of course, we were all introduced. It's been around for a while, for quite a while, but I think most of the, uh, the nation really were uh, eyes were open when we started hearing about artificial intelligence or AI and how it's just going to saturate our entire culture, this country, as far as security, uh, education, healthcare, technology, right? Totally. Like it's, we're using it a a lot in real estate, but my favorite use of AI so far has been like the reels that come out, like show me a picture of a realtor, more realtor, more realtor, or show me a picture of Taylor Swift, more Taylor Swift, more Taylor Swift. Oh, really? And those AI-generated images, have you seen those? Yeah, They're I have. hilarious. Hopefully we're going to oh. get better, more productive use out of AI than yeah. just some right. Facebook or Instagram more reels, right? More cat videos, yeah. Yeah, more cat videos. What about you? Yeah, I think AI is definitely going to revolutionize uh, lots of industries, 
you know, we can attest to the fact that it's had an effect already on real estate. Yeah. But all across the board. But I mean, we have government officials saying we need to Mm -hmm. change policy when it comes to AI. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of folks that are nervous when they started hearing about AI. Some people are very optimistic and believe that it's going to do a lot for us. But anyways, 2023 was a year of AI. You know, it was a big topic of conversation. On the AI thing, too, though, like people are talking about technology and new things. And it's always exciting when something's new. It's also kind of scary. But what we're also finding is people are pushing not necessarily back, but they want the AI, but they also want the personal touch. Yeah. So like a lot of people are going to stores in person now, or they're wanting us to meet them in person rather than just give them an artificially uh, intelligence value on their home. Like they're wanting, they're wanting both. So I don't think it's going to take over like, you know, Terminator. Right. But, um, but (laughs) yeah, people, people are yearning more for like the in-person react interaction. And then of course, in 2023, we had those devastating fires in Hawaii, mm. in Maui, right? Yeah. 100 people killed, lots of devastation. We've never seen a fire of that magnitude across the water from us. A lot of families, even here in California, that were impacted. Yeah, yeah. People have family over there. I mean, we have a buddy that lives out in Hawaii and man, it was it's just terrible. And we actually are doing an event in, in Hawaii and Maui. And there was like a lot of questions about like, are the hotels even going to be there? Are we going to be able to do this? And so for us, it's an event. For them, that's their lives. Mm, yeah. like, that's their job. Like That's how they provide for their families. And yeah, horrible. Mm-hmm. So that was a big topic. The fires in Hawaii. Of course, the Israel-Hamas war that broke out. Mm. I mean, that has just really impacted the stability, really, of you know our nation. Wondering whether or not we're going to get sucked into this World War III. Obviously, we have an interest in Israel, you know, as far as uh, God and our faith. Yeah. And uh, we support Israel. And, and we're seeing all of these protests, you yeah. know, and violent protests in some cases. So... That Israel-Hamas were definitely a big headline in 2023. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just heartbreaking all the way around. Like, for the for the kids in, you know, the Gaza Strip, for the families in the Gaza Strip, for the Israeli families that had their, you know, their kids abducted. For the, it was just horrible all around. And um, what's most interesting to me about that is that there seems to be, have been this political undercurrent about that, at least I was not aware of. Like, I'm, I was born pro-Israel, still to this day pro-Israel. I didn't realize how many people, you know, aren't in alignment with that. And I just blew my mind. And so it's kind of like, Hey, like I'd like to see more information education on this rather than just, if it bleeds, it leads. Like, right. Let's have a conversation about yeah, this. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously social media has an influence on what people think and what people say. So sometimes you have a lot of conversation that is influenced yeah. by some kind of reel or some kind of post mm-hmm. that's done on social media. And is it even real? Correct. Right. Yeah. Especially we started, we talked about AI, you know, Correct. who knows what's real, what's genuine, what's truth. Mm-hmm. Um, elections started heating up. Obviously, we had everyone that's running for president uh, pop up into the news. You know, we've got Biden and Trump and uh, DeSantis and all these different candidates, some dropping out already, but obviously the election heating up in 2023. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's going to be an interesting year in 2024 as as, as far as politics go, but man, I'm, I'm interested to be a spectator. Here's my, here's my take on politics. You can learn everything you need to know in like 30 minutes or less. So I just kind of sit back, watch, be a spectator. And then when it comes to vote, I hop on the the sites that I trust. I do my do my research, and I knock out the voting in thirty. So minutes. here, I'm curious. Do you both talk about who you're going to vote for? Mm, no, husband and wife. No, you don't. You make your decisions independently. Yeah, I mean that that's been a discussion for many years because um, we've we've been together for a long time since I was about eighteen, 
And it's always been... She was legal. She was 18. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, just the fact that Johnny's very much like, you need to make your own decision. You need to do your own research and come up with your own answers here. Don't just copy me, you know? And so... Um, really just trying to do the same research and making sure I'm educated on all that sure. as well. Yeah. That's good. So the election's heating up. Obviously, uh, we had a lot of strikes, the Hollywood strike, the healthcare strike, mm-hmm. the motor industry strike, you yeah. know, strikes are just becoming very popular right yeah. now. If you've got an issue, you know, go on strike, right? We had a teacher strike. Yes. Yeah. Both my parents are teachers, so that, that hits home. It's curious. We yeah. never saw a real estate strike, though. No, real you're estate. seeing a real estate lawsuit. Oh, yeah, about that. Exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, obviously, the big thing in 2023 was inflation. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Speak to that a little bit mm. about what happened in 2023 in regards to inflation. So I'm horrible when it comes to price. Like if there was a game show, The Price is Wrong, I would win that. I would win that show. And so a longstanding <laughs> joke in our house was... Johnny, how much are eggs? Like they would just throw it out. And I would always just say like a dollar, a dollar an egg makes sense to me. And everybody would laugh. But this year I'm basically right. It's almost getting to the point where it's a dollar an egg. Like it's like, it's so expensive. You're finally right, Johnny. I'm finally right. Who does the shopping in the family? Oh, me for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And did you see the rise in purchasing groceries, gas, all the different household Mm -hmm. staples, right? Yeah. All of a sudden our grocery bill doubled and I'm like, what? What I didn't buy anything more than I usually do, but yeah, here we are. All right. So in the two to three minutes that we have remaining, let's talk about what real estate was like in 2023. First off, both of you guys, give me a score, either an A, B, C, or D, F, or a one through 10. Johnny, what did you feel 2023 deserves as far as a grade in real estate? Mm, I would give it a C. Really? A A C? C. And why is that? Well, I mean, if you were a seller looking to move out of state, then it was pretty good for you. If you were looking to be, if you're a first time home buyer, not so great. If you're a move up buyer wanting to stay locally, inventory was tight, not so great. So if you average it all, I'd give it a C. What about you? Yeah, I had similar. I, I was going to be a little bit more pessimistic just because interest rates have continued to go up and that affects both buyers and sellers because most sellers are buying on the other end, right? Can you give you it know? a D or what? Yeah. Wow, so you D's, give it a D. D's get degrees. Wow. <laughs> Obso- so aside from the grades, give me some of your reflection on real estate in 23. Yeah, pretty girl, you want to go first? I mean, there's just a- When he says pretty girl, he's not talking about me. He's talking yeah. about his wife. Talking it's beautiful. Wife. She is very beautiful. Just to clarify <laughs> Um, yeah, just, I mean, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of room for improvement. I think, you know, we can all definitely look forward to 2024 being better. Um, but 2023 being a, a year of learning, you know, for everybody, buyers and sellers and everybody learning how to mm-hmm. negotiate and come to terms that works for everyone. Cause it's, we're all in the same terrible boat in real estate. Yeah. Sellers <laughs> are no longer king of the castle. Right. You got to work with the buyers a little bit. Yeah. And Buyer, vice versa. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So what, what, what I saw. You? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So what I saw in 2023 was inventory. So it really depends on who you talk to. Valor and I got licensed, or I got licensed in 2015. So I've been doing this eight years. Um, obviously, there's people out there who have been doing it much longer. Um, one of my business partners, Brent, Brent Gove, has been doing it since the 90s. Tom Daves has been doing it since the 70s. And so they've seen a lot of different cycles. And across the board, these guys are saying it's one of the hardest markets, at least to be a real estate agent in in their careers, in their 40-year career, simply because there was no inventory. So as a real estate agent, we get paid when a home sells. So there's just, in the REO days, there were REOs happening. Like there were opportunities for buyers and and, and sellers were able to, you know, short sell their home or, or the bank would take it over and things like that. So they were able, there was movement in the market. But in, in 2023, there was almost no 
there, there were fewer sales at times in, in the market than there were in 2007. And mm -hmm. so if you're a buyer and you're looking for a home for your family, there's just very slim pickings. If you're a seller and you're wanting to stay locally, very slim, like slim options in the market. So as I'm driving around our area, I am seeing more construction. I look out my window and I yeah. see some new construction. I mean, it's not housing, it's it's uh, apartments and townhomes. But did we not see more construction in our area in 2023? So as far as, yeah. as locally, like new construction has saved us like there yeah. like if you go to nap or you go to other markets in the in the country there's like zero new construction but they're building mm -hmm. thousands and thousands and thousands of homes in the greater sacramento region and so that eased some of that um inventory you know burden that, that we were feeling right and they honestly they can't keep up they're just building them as fast as they can and you know because of the slim inventory in the resale market they are just literally like we're we're getting there you know you guys wait we'll have some more houses for you and you know, and we really appreciate that we have that in our market because, like Johnny said, it saved us for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how was it working with buyers as far as and sellers as far as the transaction side of it? You know, some people getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. um, what was your personal interactions? How did that go with families? So as far as sellers go, it was it was just more like educating them, like, hey, like you're not going to sell it in the first weekend for fifty thousand dollars over whatever you decide to price it at, whether it's right. realistic or not. Right. And so it's just coming, coming to terms with, hey, this is what the market is. And you're going to have to give some seller concessions because interest rates are so high and buyers are going to need some help paying down that interest rate. They're going to need some help with closing costs. They, they want to purchase your home. It's just they can't afford it. You see what gas is, you see what eggs are, you see what, what's happening just in day to day life. And now tack on a home purchase on top of that. So it's just, you know, having the, those honest conversations with sellers. And then Valerie, what were you mm -hmm. seeing more with the buyers? Well, and the buyers too being just an honest conversation with them, but on the other side of it, like, hey, don't be scared off by these 8% interest rates. You know, we have the ability to make this work for you still, even, you know, even though the media or whoever you might be hearing it from that says this won't work. Um, but asking for those credits for rate buy down and things like that, you know, having that conversation about how can we make this work for you and your family monthly um, yeah. and the monthly know. was a big deal, yeah. figuring out how the monthly would work. All right. Well, you are listening to made for more living with Johnny Jennings and his beautiful wife, Valerie. We've got more to come, more exciting stuff about what the experts are saying we have in store for 2024. So again, stick around. This is made for more living. Well, here we go, everybody. It is 2024. Happy New Year. Maybe you've got the goal of eating healthier, losing weight, exercising, or maybe you want to sell your home in 2024 and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's just an unachievable goal. Well, not if you reach out to Johnny Jennings and the Tom Daves team. They've been helping out so many different listeners like Mark and Julia who wanted to downsize their home in El Dorado Hills. They were working with a realtor friend that that didn't produce any results. So thank goodness they reached out to Johnny Jennings and the Tom Daves team because what a difference. They got their home sold in 10 days and even negotiated a free 40-day rent back. And they can help your family in 2024 as well. No matter what kind of condition your home is in, go to TomDaves.com, find out what kind of offers you would get and how much you would get if you wanted a cash offer. Again, it's Tom, D-A-V-E-S.com, or you can call 855-TOM-DAVES, license number 581837. 
This is Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings, powered by EXP Realty, online at madeformoreliving.com. All right, here we go. It is here, ladies and gentlemen. We have entered 2024. Some of you are like, whew, what a relief. 2023 is in the rear view mirror. I'm ready for something better. Some of y'all are anxious, are nervous. Oh my goodness, what does 2024 have in store? Is it going to be better? Hopefully. Well, we have the experts here with us today. His name is Johnny Jennings with Made for More Living and of course his beautiful wife, Valerie. Happy New Year's, guys. How was Christmas? Did you get everything that you wanted? Everything and then some. (laughs) You already had everything you wanted, right, Johnny? Exactly. Valerie, tell me, how are you feeling about 2024? Very optimistic. I think 2023 was kind of, you know, a, a bottom of the <laughs> bottom of the pit kind of a place. It can uh, so only get better. It can only get better <laughs> from there. Yeah, definitely looking up. And what makes you think, what gives you optimism about 2024? I mean, I, th- I think a big factor is just interest rates going down. Um, we've already seen them dip already, and, and that's super helpful um, for buyers and for sellers as well. And just creating that inventory that we need. So basically interest rates going down, allowing sellers to put their house on the market, then purchase something else, creating that inventory that we just really lacked in 2023. All right, we're going to get to more real estate. But before that, let's talk about things that are happening in 2024 aside from real estate. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, optimism is a key word that the experts are all spreading around. And even a lot of folks, uh, you know, business owners, uh, students, moms and dads, grandpas and grandmas, they are feeling optimistic about 2024. And of course, we've got an election coming up. That's yeah. going to have an impact whether or not it continues to be President Biden. If Trump becomes the new president mm-hmm. or maybe it's one of the other candidates, obviously the election is going to grab everyone's attention, especially as we get into the fall. Yeah. And, you know, half of the country is going to be upset. Half the country is going to be happy no matter who wins. Right. Correct. And that has an impact on how we feel. You know, does that reduce optimism or does that increase optimism? So in you know? our household, what we like to do is we like to uh Frame the frame the reference of being, and rather than being not if like, if something happens, if this happens, if this president wins, if this president loses, if 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 if, rather than focusing on if, we do even if. So even if like this that. is the outcome, even if this happens, we are going to thrive, survive. We're going to help clients. We're going to there's we're just planning with the even if mindset. Like that. That's a great mm-hmm. perspective. Did you have something to add to that? No, I just, I mean, I definitely think that, um, you know, what Johnny said is right on the money. Yeah. Yeah. Just continue to persevere. You can't change the circumstances. Mm -mm. The only thing you can change is yourself. And that's why we love the name of this show, Made for More Living, of course, with Johnny Jennings and his beautiful wife, Valerie. Um, People are expecting the war in the Ukraine to end. They don't believe COVID is going to be an issue in 2024. Even NASA is planning a manned mission to the moon and to Mars. So there's a lot to be expected in our country, in the world in 2024. And a lot of people are optimistic. Now let's talk about real estate. Are people optimistic when it comes to real estate, whether or not you're a buyer or a seller or you're a realtor yeah. or you're in the mortgage industry? How do you guys feeling? Well, here's here's where I take on the, on the whole prediction thing, just to get this disclaimer out of the way. In the beginning of 2023, people were saying, rates will be back in the fives. They'll be back in the fives. <laughs> and they are not back in the fives. And it's the end of 2023. So with that you know, in mind, um, our predictions are just that predictions. If I had a crystal ball, I would be smoking a cigar somewhere and I would not be <laughs> hanging out 
um, in the studio with you today, unfortunately, Matt. Right. So, um, but as far as um, what we're what we're expecting in 2024, we are expecting the Fed has indicated that they might decrease interest rates up to three times in 2024, which mm-hmm. means affordability will improve potentially. Some, but the problem is, Val, like you know, you know this, like when when prices go down or when interest rates go down, prices go up, mm-hmm. and so it's just this yin and yeah. yang, and so like. Interest rates are going down. Prices haven't started moving up just yet. So it's just, it's just, if you're looking to buy, then right now is a great opportunity for that. Towards the end of the year, I think you're still going to see prices up year over year. Yeah, but that being said, I mean, interest rates affect your monthly payment a whole lot more than the price of the home does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, interest rates being down, it benefits everybody across the table. Um, if prices go up a little bit, then that's, you know, it's, it's still fine for buyers and great for sellers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's going to shake. I think there's so many people. It just seems there's so many people who are waiting, been waiting for interest rates to come down, so that mm-hmm. way they could sell their home because they have interest rates in the twos, threes, fours. And like, why would I sell my home and get it? Right. You know, I sure I'll make a bundle of money, but then I'm paying an eight percent interest rate. The monthly doesn't pencil for me. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully there's just a lot of those people who are sitting on the sidelines. Oh, also um, student loans. People forgot about those. Those are back. You know, you have to start paying on those. And so in many instances, there are sellers who can lower their monthly payment by selling their home, getting a lower interest rate than what's been offered in recent history on their new home, and take some of that money and pay off some of that debt. And so, yes, they might be paying a little bit more on their monthly, but they're able to unlock that equity and pay off maybe a car loan or, you know, a student loan or, you know, whatever credit card debt they may have. Mm. Yeah. And that being said, too, with with all that we're hopefully expecting in 2024, I do see also some more competition coming back too. So as a buyer, you know, you have a lot more buyers entering the market to compete with you. And then as a seller, you know, just increasing that buyer pool of people interested in, in purchasing your home. So, yeah. yeah. I'm really curious to see how many sellers come to come to the market because that if the buyers jump up then and sellers don't come to the market, then you'll probably see prices remain high or increase significantly. Right. But if all those sellers who have been waiting the last, you know, one to two years to come on the market, like inventory has been at times lower than it was at the lowest point in 2007. Mm-hmm. So when you, there's just all these, all this pent up demand, it's like we've stretched this rubber band pretty tight. Mm. I'm curious, is that rubber band going to snap free? Are those sellers going to come to the market? Or are they going to continue to wait it out because 5% interest rates aren't good enough for them? Right. Yeah. Interesting. Again, you're listening to Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings and his wife, Valerie. So Sacramento seems like it's a unique market, even from California mm-hmm. standards and even from the nation. So describe for us what you feel Sacramento is going to look like in 2024, the Northern California aside obviously from the Bay Area. Yeah. What does that picture look like compared to the rest of the country or even California? So I've always been super bullish on Sacramento. Like Valerie and I, we're not from here. We moved here in 2018 after traveling all 50 states. We pick, we pick Sacramento. Out we're of very that. thorough in our decision. Yeah, yeah we were very <laughs> thorough. We, 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 we visited all 50. We thought we'd move out of state. We thought we'd end up somewhere else, try something new. We're from Central California originally. And um, how were you thorough? I'm interested in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had a list, a list of needs and wants. And we, and, and um, we, wanted to visit every single state. And in certain states, we spent more time because we thought we might end up there. It had more of the needs on our list. And um, believe it or not, like- Sacramento- What were some of your needs? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, Val, well, what were some needs? I mean, the metro population being big enough that we could, you know, we were kind of younger in our real estate career when we were thinking about all of this. And like, we really wanted to go full, all out, full in on real estate. And we needed a good, 
you know, a good base of people that we could work with, right? So what was the metro population? It was at least a million. Yeah. Because I'm from a small town. Like when I was growing up, it's probably bigger now, but when I was growing up, it was less than 10,000 people in the middle of nowhere. Like it's not like- Oh, where you live, not Sacramento. Not where I live. And so when when we first started selling homes, we were like, oh my gosh, like there's 15 homes on the market at any given time. So we have six of them. So now, yeah. And Sacramento (laughs) is right now like two and a half million, right? Correct. It's over two. The the metropolitan area. Right. Yeah. And so you wanted a, a nice size population. What else? Mm-hmm. When a nice size population, we want to be next to a decent airport, which we love. We oh, we love SMF. I yeah. love that airport. I know it's not for everybody, but whatever. I I get I I get giggly talking about it. I've named well, it got rabbit. it got great <laughs> reviews. It was ranked as one of the top airports in the entire country. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, yeah, I mean, if you've been like if you were born and raised and you grew up in the Sacramento region, I don't think. The people who are native here like, really appreciate, unless sure. they left for a period of time and came back. Right. Yeah, they like don't. how special this place is. Even if yeah. I'm not flying somewhere, I love taking the kids out to the airport. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love <laughs> Riding the little train, going up and down the escalator. They're four, seven, and nine. That, they love riding that clear elevator. And so that rabbit's cool, too. I named the rabbit Jolene. So whenever I, I leave or I come back from a trip, I'm like, hello, Jolene. Hello, right. Jolene. What else? So, so population, uh, good airport. What else? Good airport. And then um, we want to be next. To, if we weren't going to be in, we want to be next to a tax-friendly state. And so, you know, Nevada's just a hop, skip, and a jump over the Oh, hill. okay. I thought you were talking about California. No, no. no. <laughs> so we'll pay the sunshine tax as long as long as it makes sense for us. But right. we, we love it here. We wanted the weather. The, like, no natural disasters. Yeah. Like okay. The, and, um, and you know, it, it, we're, we're, we're more conservative-leaning in, in, our, in our viewpoints. And so, um, believe it or not, you know, Plaster County, El Dorado County, like, it, sure. It checked the boxes. For okay, us. great. Mm-hmm. What, what what were the other candidates as far as cities and areas? What else were up there? What what was competing with Sacramento? We always get this question. Yeah, yeah. this is the question we get What's, the most. What was the second choice? The the <laughs> uh, yeah, the first loser was Brentwood. Run, runner up was Brentwood down Tennessee. in the Bay Area. Tennessee. Oh, Sorry. Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Right outside Frank, of Franklin, Nashville. Franklin Brentwood. Yeah, just outside of Nashville. Okay, and why did you decide not to move to Brentwood? Johnny, tell us why. Because that sounds beautiful. Why you don't like Tennessee? <laughs> I'm oh, you like, don't like Tennessee? No, no, I, I, it's a no, pretty, it's a pretty place yeah. to visit. But man, you don't you, like country music? Is that the problem? No. Oh my gosh! No, no. <laughs> I love country music. Well, I then, what are you thinking? Biggest I know. fan over here. Um, no, I, what I don't like about Tennessee is the weather. Like, you got snow, you have humidity. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be. You sticky. get the four seasons. People say. You yeah, get you get the four seasons. <laughs> I don't need the four. seasons. You don't get the triple digit summers, right? I don't need the four. Se- I got a pool. I don't need the four seasons. <laughs> I got air conditioning. Yeah, I got it air works. conditioning. I can I can go I can go visit the fourth season. You know, in South Lake Tahoe. That's awesome. So, all right, good. Well, we're happy that you landed in Sacramento. And a want, people giggle at this. Uh, a want was um, nothing bunt cakes. Like I was like, hey, Valerie, I know this isn't like a need, but if we can live next to a nothing bunt cakes, have you ever been to those? Have you ever had a nothing bunt I've cakes? I've had one. Oh my gosh. It was like, it was a, it was a spiritual moment for me. And so wow. I'm like, well, we have to live next to a nothing bunt cakes. There so, you go. Yeah. Maybe that's your next business adventure endeavor to own your own bunt cake. Oh no, franchise. I'd, I'd be 500 pounds. Yeah. That was a bad idea. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, you're going to make money, right? There you go. Yeah. You'd be your number one customer. You can't, you can't consume your product, right? All right. Well, we are talking with Johnny Jennings and Valerie Jennings with Made for More Living. We've got more stuff coming up. So stick around. So I'm trying to teach my kids that when they're doing their homework, especially when they're practicing their cursive, it's not always good to go fast. You need to take your time and make sure you're doing it right. But when it comes to selling your house, fast is what's sometimes needed. Like in the case of George and Casey, who needed to sell their home in Folsom fast as they would soon be relocating out of state. So what they do? 
They called my friend Johnny Jennings and the Tom Dave's real estate team, and the home was put on the market in a matter of days and then sold for above market value. Not only that, Tom and Johnny assisted them in finding their next home, and they can help you as well. They guarantee it. If you're curious what kind of offers you would get on your home, go to TomDaves.com, type in your address, and bam, right away you find out what kind of offers you would get, the low and high end, and how much you would get. If you wanted a cash offer today, no matter what kind of condition your home is in, can you believe that? The website again is TomDaves.com, or you can call 855-TOM-DAVES, license number 581-837. This is Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings, powered by EXP Realty, online at madeformoreliving.com. And Johnny, real quickly before we get into it, explain to the listeners why it's called Made for More Living. Absolutely. So the, the reason we typically give in the living room is we believe everybody is made for a more pleasant and profitable real estate transaction. But if you want to peek behind the curtain and go a little bit deeper beyond that, it's because um, we were going to church and we started seeing everybody wear these made-for-more shirts, made-for-more shirts. And I was like, that is incredible. That speaks to us. And so, Valerie, how about instead of it being like our surname, instead of being Team Jennings, how about we're made-for-more? Like, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And you said? I said, yeah, I love it. All right, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it's so interesting that you're both in real estate, mm-hmm. husband and wife. How is it working together? <laughs> so, yeah, we get that question a lot. And yeah. uh um, what I say is when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's horrible. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's been, there've been moments <laughs> where we're like, we're, we're happy and we, Hey, we're getting to vacation together. Our calendars match up. We're going to do life together. Cause I always wanted to do, like, I didn't want to get married and have like two separate lives. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do life with somebody. And so like out the gate as a young kid, this is, this is what I wanted. Yeah. Not necessarily real estate, but I knew I wanted to do life, like all of life. Really? With, with so somebody. you wanted to have the same career as your wife did? I didn't even know like the same career. I just knew I wanted to be involved in it somehow. I wanted her oh, to be involved in my life, me involved wow. in hers. Like I didn't want it to be like, hey, you go do your work. Because like, we spend so much time, so much of our waking hours at work. And I didn't want it to be like her living her life, me living my life, and then come home. Hey, what'd you do today? And I'm not against like people who, like that works for people. What we're doing works for very few. Right. Like, like some people I would need agree. that separation. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. Valerie, I'm curious, and I know people listening are curious. How did you guys meet each other? We we met in college and all Valerie tell, likes to tell the yeah, story I'll, wrong. I'll tell the story no, no because Johnny likes to lie about it. So now that it's worked out, right? Now that we're, you know, over ten years into this marriage and, you know, everything's going well, Johnny likes to try and take credit. But what happened was we were in a class together and I Where were we? Where were we? What class? Oh, History two thirty one. With Professor Small. Wow, Professor you remember Schmoll. that from 12 years ago? <laughs> yeah, it was January like 2010. Four, 14 years wow, ago. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. So anyways, um, we're sitting in this class and my 18-year-old self thought I was being really cool and you know that he wouldn't notice what I was trying to do. I set up a study group for the up- upcoming midterm and invited him and the other girls sitting at the table. When in reality, my ultimate goal was to get to hang out with Johnny and and spend some time together. What attracted? <laughs> what was what was so attractive about him? The camo hat? No, no, <laughs> I just did have a no. Camo hat, yeah. <laughs> um, no, really, just like how polite he he was. Like he would hold doors for people and nice. And he also was smart. Like he was answering all the questions, and I was completely lost in that class. And so I was like, "Well, this guy's smart and polite and cute." So. Let me just try to make this happen. <laughs> wow, good for you. Okay, so you arranged a study group. He came. 
everybody else left eventually and it was still just us yeah. two hanging wow. out and you know it was like a hallmark movie nice <laughs> we were sitting across from each other and we just started talking because i knew i knew i knew what she was he wanting knew what was up i knew yeah. what was going on and but i had zero interest in relationships i was like all about i just want to get through college i may not even be here next year I'm, I'm trying to get into the naval academy so i'm just let me just work work at school work you know to make money so i can pay pay for school sure and um but all of a sudden i start talking with this with this uh, person and I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then it was supposed to be studying, zero studying happened. And then we were so like engrossed in conversation that the other ladies just kind of felt like left out. Cool. And so, anyways, <laughs> yeah. And 14 it, years later, here you are, you're married. It was not that easy. real estate company. It was not that easy. You have a child, I, one on the way. <laughs> I, I tried breaking up with her like three times. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe that? She and now you're paying for it. Yeah, now, nah, nah. <laughs> it wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't take no for an answer, but yeah. So now, so now you're right. Fast forward, you know, a uh, decade and a half later and, um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Again, you're listening to made for more living with Johnny Jennings on the show today. We have Valerie, his beautiful wife. How'd you guys get into real estate? Why did you choose this type of career? Yeah. So I got into real estate after reading a little purple book, very common in, in, in our industry, at least it's titled Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Have you heard of this? Sure. Book? Yeah. Yeah. Like 70 million copies sold. Very, a lot of people have heard. It. And both my parents were teachers. And so I grew up thinking, hey, you just get a job, you go to, or you go to college, get a job and you work for somebody else. And I didn't even entertain that there was this other option of being an independent contractor or self-employed. That book like just totally shook me to my core. And I was like, hey, I got to, I got to get into real estate. And so, um, during that time, Valerie and I uh, started traveling all 50 states. We transitioned out of the industries we were in. I was actually working in the oil fields at the time and into real estate. And so because I was in the oil fields during the day um, and anybody that's been involved in a real estate, like bought or sold a house, like you know how much paperwork there is involved. It's just like so many trees die for one transaction. And so um, I am not a paperwork person. Like it's not my, it's not my strength. So I was like, Valerie, you got to help me with this. Can you help me with, with the paperwork? Um, and so she was able to help me with the paperwork while I was at in the oil fields. And, um, but there's only so much you can do as an unlicensed assistant. And so, um, so I got licensed. <laughs> yep. She got licensed and, um, and here we are. That's awesome. What were you pursuing at the time? What kind of career did you want to have before you learned about real estate? <laughs> um, I was going to college to be a dietitian. So I have oh, okay. a degree in nutrition. Oh, yeah. good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. And I have a degree in history. All right, sweet. All right. We don't have a lot of time in this segment, so let's get into it. You know, there's a lot of listeners that are confused about what's going on in the real estate market. They're hearing one thing and they turn it to another channel and they're hearing another thing or they're getting information from a family member and they're just confused. Yep. Some of them think that, oh my gosh, it's just the end of the world as far as real estate. They, they should just, you know, go to Walmart, get a tent and buy some <laughs> property somewhere. And other people, are very optimistic. We need some clarity, Johnny Jennings. Give it to us. Yeah. So like you're right, the news tends to terrify rather than clarify. And so what we do, um, we'll just run through some basic numbers. This is for the Sacramento market. And then if we were to come into your home and meet with you one-on-one, -on -one, and if you're looking to buy a house, sell a house, we would go over this, but it'd be more specific to you. But generally speaking in Sacramento, prices are up. Prices are up since this time last year. So despite what you may be hearing on the news, despite what that neighbor may be saying, prices are up. Like, um, Again, in the in the Tri County area, they're up over thirty thousand dollars. So you know, thirty thousand dollars may not be a lot to some people, but to many, that's that's not what they're hearing. And so it's up year over year. Valerie, what are you seeing? Right, when you're hearing all this doom and gloom, mm -hmm. you think you know prices must have gone down, but that's not the reality. So um, another thing that we like to mention is that homes are still selling within three percent of what they're listed for. So that means you know we're not seeing people come in with super low offers under the asking price. 
and they're selling quickly as well. So under 30 days, we're seeing 29 days on average on how fast homes are selling. So still very positive there. So to put that in context, like earlier this year, like you were seeing homes sell for 93% of their sales price to list price. So you were losing 7%, right? To put that in in, in the numbers world, if if your average home, let's just say it's $400,000, you can expect an offer $12,000 less right now, like an accepted offer that's realistic, instead of $21,000 less. So that's a whole lot more money in the in the seller's pocket, and homes were sitting for almost 56 days on average, and so it, we're we're at half, almost half of what they used to be earlier this year. So what has happened is, as interest rates have come down, as the market's adjusted to this higher interest rate environment, people are just adjusting to the new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, the last thing that we'll touch on really briefly is the months of inventory. So. In Sacramento, just for rough sake, rough numbers sake, if it's um, less than three months on average, you're in a seller's market of inventory. So the months of inventory is how long would it take for the existing inventory to be consumed if no new homes came on the market? <coughs> and so with a seller's market, you're less than three. Neutral market is three to five. Buyer's market is five months or more. So what's really important is just remember, we are in a seller's market still. On average, we have 2.3 months of inventory. So if you're a seller, it's still a good time to sell. It's still a good time to sell. And if you're a buyer, that doesn't mean there's not opportunities there. We recently got somebody in a home, $0 out of pocket. I think they actually got 500 bucks back, right? Mm-hmm. So there's lots of programs and stuff for first-time home buyers. So don't be scared away by me saying it's a seller's market. But just if you're if you're wondering, hey, is, is inventory still as tight as it used to be? It is tight. It's really tight. Mm. So why is it still a seller's market with interest rates so high? Because people just aren't putting their homes, there's just fewer homes to, to choose from. And so when there's fewer homes to choose from, there's less competition for sellers. And so that it keeps that, that, that inventory count down. Yeah. Are you seeing a lot of cash offers? No, not as many as people think. Everyone assumes the Bay Area, you know, they're coming over here, they're making all these cash offers. That's just not a reality. I mean, it does happen, obviously. Um, but no, most people have a good chunk for their down payment and that's that's all they have. They still have to get a mortgage just like everyone else. Yeah. yeah. We are seeing, you know, Bay Area buyers are still coming to the market, like they, mm-hmm. but they've been coming forever. It's on average somewhere between 15 to 17% of purchasers in our market are, are typically from the Bay. And so we have special like Bay Area buyer like programs and stuff to, to reach those people. But if you're looking for that unicorn Bay Area buyer, you got to realize that's 15 out of 100. It's not it's not like 90 out of 100. Right. And they're not all paying cash. Mm-hmm. All right. That's Johnny Jennings and Valerie Jennings with Made for More Living. We got more to come. Our best segment yet. Most people think that being number one is great, something to strive for. Like, for instance, my 49ers, they're number one right now in the NFL. But being number one isn't everything, right? Like, for instance, my friends Tom Daves and Johnny Jennings with EXP Realty, they are number one in Sacramento. But they don't care about that. They care about helping families. Like when they helped Mariah, she was dealing with some health issues, needed to sell her home in Rockland so she could move in with her kids. Tom Daves and Johnny Jennings came in, cleaned the property, staged it for her, and her home was sold quickly and for top dollar. The best part was, though, that they helped her make that move easy and stress-free. And they would love to help your family as well. Go to their website, tomdaves.com, type in your address. Right away, you find out what kind of offers you would get and how much you would get if you wanted a cash offer, no matter what kind of condition your home is in. The website is Tom D A V E 
S.com or you can call them up 855 Tom Daves. License number 581837. This is Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings, powered by EXP Realty. Online at madeformoreliving.com. So, Johnny, we are in an era of lawsuits. If you live in California, obviously you're not unfamiliar that there is a brand new lawsuit in the headlines almost every single day. But yep. there's a big one that relates to what you do with real estate and your wife, Valerie. And explain to the listeners if they've not heard of this new lawsuit. Absolutely. Yeah. So, this lawsuit. It's going to affect more than just real estate agents. It's going to affect people buying and selling their homes because it's affecting how that transit, how that transaction takes place and how it can be marketed. And so basically what happened was the National Association of Realtors was sued um, for conspiring to require home sellers to pay the broker representing the buyer. So if I was selling your home, Matt, and then um, Valerie was representing the buyer, I, they're saying that I required you to pay Valerie to to negotiate against you in the sale of your home. Like that was required. And I was saying you had to pay her X amount of dollars. And anyways, that's what the lawsuit was. Um, was who's, around. who's initiating this lawsuit against the National Association of Realtors? Yeah. So it's actually like a, it's a class action. Okay. So it, a lot of people, a number of people, a number of people. And, um, and uh, the defendant NAR was found guilty. And uh, to the tune of over a billion dollars. Some people settled out of court, like Remax settled settled um, before it went to court for I think it was fifty five million. Um, so they they got off they got off easy. But for the like Keller Williams and the other companies that were involved that did not settle, like they um, and NAR, you know, over the over a billion dollars. I think it's like one point five, one point six billion, like a, a, with a B, a billion with a B. Sure. Yeah. And so now what's happened is there's been a lot of spinoff lawsuits and, and other against other MLSs and other companies and. You know, everybody's kind of getting roped into this thing. And so um, the reason why I wanted to just, for those of you who haven't heard about it, I wanted to bring it up. And for those of you who have, I just wanted to provide clarity around it because it paints all real estate agents in a really negative light. Like I totally get it. Like Valerie and I, the first time we became real estate agents, we were sitting at a, um, we were at a wedding. We were at Sarah's wedding. Remember, and we're sitting at the table with a bunch of people, and mm-hmm. we're going around the table talking about, oh, oh who are you? Yeah, what do you yeah. do? Who are you? What do you do? Who are you? What do you do? And we just become realtors, and we're like, this is so cool! Like, we're so proud to be realtors. We thought it was a great, great um, job, and they're all going around: engineers, graphic designer, like you know, teacher, like all these other like you know, typical professions. And they get to realtor, and they just we said realtors, and we like we're smiling, like we're proud, we're happy, and man, the table got ice cold. And at that point, we realized, generally speaking, people don't like real estate agents. I don't know why, but sometimes real estate agents rank below lawyers and below used car salespeople. So for a lawsuit like this to come out um, and paint uh, an industry already in a negative light that's already has a pessimistic view about it, you know, it, it stings. And so, in short, not every real estate agent was doing what is being outlined in this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we, we, you don't... The commissions are 100% negotiable, okay? And so how this lawsuit is going to affect people moving forward is a lot of a lot of bu- sellers are saying, hey, now I don't need to offer a buyer commission. And that's true. You don't have to offer a buyer commission. You never really had to offer a buyer commission. Like you had to put a dollar in the MLS. But what they're finding in, in, in MLSs that have already started implementing some of these, the, the, the findings of the, of the, of the lawsuit is that homes are t- taking longer to sell if they're not offering a buyer commission and they're selling for less money. Mm-hmm. So it's having a negative impact on on the sellers when they thought 
the negative impact was because they were having to offer a buyer commission. And so that's kind of what's happening in the industry. Commissions are still 100% negotiable. Talk to your real estate agent about that. We offer a flexible commission plan at our brokerage. And so that's that's kind of the, the lawsuit in a nutshell. How it's going to affect buyers and sellers and realtors moving forward remains to be seen because it's still being appealed and it's still working its way through the courts. But how um, how how we predict it's going to impact the real estate market is it's going to have very little little impact in, in people's day to day. So if you're hearing about lawsuits, if you're hearing that you don't have to represent, pay a buyer side commission, or if the buyer has to come up with a buyer side commission, that's always been negotiable. Nothing has changed. And if nothing else, I just want, I just want to, if you, if you have questions about this, reach out to your real estate agent, reach out to us. You can reach out to us anytime. Just go to madeformoreliving.com and you can, you can contact us there and we can get you like the, the facts and what's happening. But just, just know that your realtor more than likely was not breaking the law. It's just a couple bad actors and this has gotten blown way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would stress what Johnny just said about reaching out to a real estate professional to ask for clarification, because that's really, you know, it, a lot of it's still very up in the air right now. And nobody has an exact answer of what is going to happen or what will happen moving forward. Um, but just clarity on exactly what what does all this mean rather than just listening to what you hear on social media or whatever you know your sources are um, to get clarification straight from the source it's really important yeah like them or hate them real estate agents 90 about 90 percent of homes sell with a realtor and the reason and this Mm -hmm. is a free market and the reason why that happens is because people make more money when selling with a realtor you know full stop and end of story and so if you're if, if, if you don't believe that or if you have some questions about that or you think maybe the commission structure is a little too aggressive, then have a conversation with your realtor about that. Just know that commissions are flexible. They're not that. There's no stand. If somebody tells you a standard 6%, then that a line has been crossed legally. That is, we are not allowed to say that. Mm. So for realtors that are listening right now, should they be nervous? What would your recommendation be for realtors right now? Maybe they're thinking about entering the field, mm-hmm. or maybe they've been doing it for a while and they're not super familiar about this lawsuit. Yeah. And maybe they're feeling scared right now. Oh my gosh, how does this impact how I sell homes and help buyers? What would your advice or encouragement be for them? My advice would be is to, is to level up on your skills. If you're nervous, if you're mm-hmm. getting into the industry, if you've been in the industry <coughs> for a hot minute and, and you're, you're struggling, you know, get around people who are winning and level up your skills. Like it's, it's, this is a skills-based industry. If you go against me in the living, in the living room, like what we offer sellers is just so far beyond what a typical realtor does. And you're talking about EXP Realty, right? EXP or or even our team made for more, right? Okay. And so if you go against, if you go against made for more in the living room, you, you have to have a solid skill set. And so is it the lawsuit that's affecting you or is it your skill set? I would argue it's your skill set. The lawsuit's going to have very little to to do with how you are able to provide for your family. Your skills are going to determine <coughs> determine whether or not you're able to um to help a buyer or seller. Right. Yeah, I was going to say same thing on the buyer side as well. Like you just really need to hone in your craft on how you can just be the best real estate agent that you can possibly be for both buyers and sellers. And that's equipping yourself with knowledge and practicing scripts and just making sure that you know you know your stuff, right? Because clients are are aware that they have options. So skills. And then I would also say good vendors. Like mm-hmm. when you recommend somebody, that's a, re- that's a reflection on you. 
and you like personally, like very, I take it very personally. And so if you recommend a home cleaner, if you re- recommend a lender, if you recommend a title company, if you recommend mm-hmm. a, um, an insurance provider, like make sure you're sending out people who are at the, like the top of their game. Like they are very good at what they do because if, if you're recommending lackluster, um, vendors, then you know, it makes you look like a lackluster agent, even if you're not. Yeah. It's a reflection on you directly. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Valerie. So if somebody's listening right now and they are thinking about selling their home, when is the best time to do that? Should they wait until the summer? Should they do it in the spring? Should they do it right now? Should they have done it last year? What's your <laughs> thought? Someone's selling their home. They're listening right now. When's the best time to do it? Now. Yeah. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You know, but it's, I think now is, is the opportune moment just because of all, all the things that we've mentioned thus far with the market and where we're at. And, you know, I, I think waiting is always something that people, you know, they, they use that as an option, kind of an out, a way for them to feel more comfortable with making their decision, but nobody ever regretted doing it now rather than But why now? A lot of people think, well, yeah. summer is when there's more buyers on the market and I'm going to get a better mm. offer in the summer yeah. or maybe even in the spring when the weather is better. Why is now better? Uh, for a number of reasons. One, the buyers that are out right now are hungry. They're not They're not just shopping around just for fun. They're not going to say, oh, well, maybe this is my year to make it happen. Maybe, you know, these buyers, they're, they really need to buy for whatever reason. It's incredibly important. So they're not here to mess around. Um, that and what we were discussing earlier with the lack of inventory, um, there's just not a whole lot of options for buyers to choose from. So if you're one of three homes that come on in your whole city that's available that that buyer is looking for, um, then you're one of three choices and you have a higher likelihood of being picked rather than being one of 13 choices. And I will I will add on to that that the market peaks in July here locally. So people are thinking, oh, I have June, July, August. Like, okay, if you start the process in June, your house isn't selling until August or September because it's going to take you a couple weeks to get ready. It's going to take us a couple weeks to market the property and get an offer. Then you have another 30 days until it closes. Like you've missed the market at that point. So if you're you're thinking about, hey, Valerie's saying now I've missed it. Oh my goodness. I would say start now because by the time you hit the market, it's going to be March, March or April. And on average... The middle of April is statistically the best time to list your home. All right. We're out of time. Any last words? No, we're looking to the year of the dragon. Can't wait for 2024. All right. (laughs)